When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to the Moving Iron Podcast. Mark, Sean Hackett. Sean is live on scene today. He's out there flying around making things happen at Commodity Classic down in Orlando. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. Nice to be in Orlando again. Yeah. So good time. Are you going to go by Disneyland while you're there or are you going to skip that one? No, just, just a, a quick up and back. My daughter's coming back. It's her spring bakes next week, so got to make it back home. So. Right on. So your daughter comes home to where everybody goes to spring break. That's pretty cool. It must be nice. <laughs> right on, man. All right, Sean. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the dollar right now. So you've seen some pretty big activity in the dollar right now, and what that we've been fighting this uh, strong dollar here on the commodity side and export side of the business for quite a while, but it hasn't seemed to lay off of uh, any exports going out anywhere. So I guess as you're looking at the dollar, Sean, what do you see there, and how do you see that affecting this key export time for the U.S. Well, the Fed keeps saying they're going to raise rates. Yep. That does tend to be strong, the U.S. dollar, so long as the market believes the economy and inflation are going to remain strong. If the economy and if, if the market starts to believe that the Fed's doing too much, overshooting like they typically do, 
then the dollar starts to weaken despite the fact that they continue to raise, meaning that the dollar and the... So right now, we have what's called an inverted yield curve. The nearby yields are higher than deferred yields. And that's because the nearby is driven by what the Federal Reserve is doing. The deferred bond market is looking ahead and saying, they've already solved the problem. The economy is going to be very slow. Inflation is going to be under control. Longer term, we're not worried about it at all. They're going too far. So the first sign that the market is starting to push back on the Fed is that they, I think it's the most inverted yield curve since 1981, Casey, when Volcker came in and did his rate increases. And now the dollar, you know, we had a rally um, on the two-day testimony that we saw um, from the Fed to the Congress, but it's now backing off again. The dollar doesn't seem like it wants to go up anymore. Um, and I think the dollar is starting to sense that the Fed is actually going too far. They're they're not, uh, you know, they're they're living in the rearview mirror again, being reactive, not proactive. And so, you know, as you know, we're looking for a weaker dollar in the back half of the year, and so we might be seeing this dollar character shifting if it can't really muster up a bigger rally than what we've seen this week on very very uh, strong talk from the Fed. Right. Okay. Well, because that's the Fed thing. I mean, this is the first time where I've really had a chance to listen to, you know, um, Chairman Powell talk about it. And he's been, I don't want to say he's been wishy-washy before, but he's been kind of like read between the lines of what I'm talking about a little bit. He's been very direct and very forward this last couple of days up here in his testimony about this is a situation that we have to get under control. And if we don't, this is what's going to happen. And I, I think it's been a, uh, pretty eye-opening experience for a lot. I think a lot of people in, and as you look at the stock market, I've read more articles in the last two days about, you know, if the Fed keeps doing what they're doing, the market's going to lose 50% of its value. And and it's hard to say what'll happen there or not, but I think people are actually listening to what Powell's saying now and not so much trying to guess what he's going to do next. We haven't seen a Fed chairman act in this manner since Volcker in 81. Right. Um, so it is definitely a different, uh, you know, the market is, is, is not used to it. Uh, having said that, I do think they always take things too far. They, 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 they loosen too much. They tighten too much. They loosen too much. They tighten too much. They're tightening too much. They're going to loosen. You know, it, it just seems that that's the way they operate. And um, one of these months, we're going to get a very significant, surprising decline in economic activity from the numbers the government puts out. And, also a significant surprise drop in inflation. I can't tell you what month that's going to be, but I think it's sooner rather than later. And whenever that month comes out that the data shows they've gone too far, that's when everything really, really changes with the bond market and really changes with the dollar. And so I think that's what we need to be on the lookout for is that month that shows that they've gone too far. We haven't seen that yet, but that's really going to be, in my opinion, the big watershed event for the year in terms of Federal Reserve, U.S. dollar, and monetary policy. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on down in Brazil. Uh, Argentina keeps cutting their crop by a bunch every time they come out with some new, a new thing, especially when it comes to soybeans. You see there, Brazil came out this morning, and uh, they did a similar thing. They, they cut their estimate on soybeans by 1.5 million metric tons, and then you're looking at what you see happening over on the corn crop, which they've raised that estimate on the corn side of it. Both crops still on the record side of, of, uh, of production right now. Sean, looking at that, how, what effect do you see that having on the markets moving forward here? 
I mean, we've been trading this drought for a long time. We know it's it's you know a one in sixty five year drought. That's as far back as we can go with reliable data. So it's pretty much as bad as you you can possibly get. It looks like it could be a half a crop. And so I mean, you know, once again, I mean, we've kind of been pricing that in for a long time. I'm just not sure we can price much more of it in, Casey. I really think we've hurt the you know you can't hurt the crop anymore. Right. And I think we're starting. We're going to start to shift over to. What's the acreage report going to say at the end of March on planting intentions? What's the planting weather going to be? And what needs to happen uh, in the battle for acres um, in order to provide soybeans the acres they need to satisfy the renewable diesel demand that's coming for the next couple of years? So, um, you know, I, I think we're going to leave you, uh, weather behind in South America. Uh, the only weather situation that may still be tradable would be the weather for the safrina second crop corn uh we start to really worry about that in april it's possible that could still affect the corn market but in terms of soybeans i really don't think we can trade that scenario anymore i think we've dialed it in yep so now we got the, the black sea um grain deal back on the table here for renewal um, Kremlin's playing hardball, kind of like they did the previous time, uh, when, before it got renewed this last time, uh, for this previous 90 day window. Um, plenty of reports out there showing that grain production has fallen 37% or better in Ukraine, depending on what, what, uh, estimate that you use. Um, which is not a big shock They're in the middle of a war right now and get stuff planted and harvested. Both are, are, uh, proven to be very difficult. If the Black Sea deal doesn't go through, Sean, what do you think that does to the marketplace? Well, everybody's expecting it is going to go through. That's why they're hitting the grain markets again today, especially corn and wheat, because they think it's going to happen. A couple of weeks ago, Casey, if you recall, China said they're really, really close with Russia now, and they're going to take a greater role in the Ukraine-Russia situation. And their white paper, they indicated that the war should not escalate beyond what it already has. And the grain deal should remain open. And the market took that as saying that means the grain deal is going to be renewed. And so everyone's expecting that it would be renewed. If by chance, for whatever reason, it's not renewed, obviously there would be a violent reaction to the upside because it would say right now, very few people think it's not going to be renewed here shortly. So if that were to happen, obviously we'd get quite a reaction. You know, I, I don't have any, I don't have any um, edge on. Russia, Ukraine, China negotiations at all, but um, you know certainly a, a a failure to deliver on that would clearly create a, a significant upside reaction, given how much we've gone to the downside on it being renewed or the expectations going to be renewed. Right on. Okay. Well, good stuff as usual, Sean. Folks, want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing over at Hackett Financial. What's the best way to do that? Our website's Hackett. H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com. Lots of information on there. It talks about what we do. Our Twitter page, at Faradex11, or our uh, LinkedIn page. Search Sean Hackett. Search Hackett Financial Advisors. We tend, From time to time, we'll put up interviews that kind of go over some of these cycles and things that we do to give people an idea of uh, you know, what lies ahead in our longer-term forecasting. Right on. Sean, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thanks, Casey. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. All right, man. Enjoy Orlando. From Orlando.
<laughs> All right. I'm Casey Seymour, Moving Iron Podcast. Check me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC, LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and go to the YouTube channel to see the video version of this podcast at Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. So check it out there. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related. Uh, a bunch of new blogs posted up there, so check that out. Also go over to um, Moving Iron LLC up in the upper left-hand corner there and check out the Moving Iron Summit page as well as some speaker information that's up there as well. Been interested in registering for that. Uh, Axon Tire takes care of the first $50 of registration fee from the first 150 people to sign on. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour, Sean Hackett. Smooth Smart folks, out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's IronComps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. In the 21st century Hardworking people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving higher